0: Because we're going to have fun up here. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Wow. I love that about the gifts of the Spirit. I mean, it, it does. It takes, it takes courage to step out in a public uh, atmosphere, doesn't it? But look, the Holy Spirit rewards everyone. And that's why the gifts of the Spirit, they profit everyone in a service. Amen. So, gifts of the Spirit, remember, they're not about you. They're not about me. They're about, about ministering to people in, around you. Amen? That's why there's no, you, there's no pride in the Christian life. Because everything we have, everything that's good is from Him. Amen? And it's to minister to others. So, I want to welcome all the visitors that are here. Amen? So, um, you know, I, I was hearing testimonies today... And uh, like I said, that many people are really, it's just kind of, it was a rough night or day yesterday. It's been a rough morning for people, um, people not feeling well. And uh, I'm like, yeah, we we know what's up here, right? We know the enemy, the enemy's just trying to attack and you're going to see why in a moment. This message is is powerful here. So if you have your Bibles, open them up to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5, and I want to start off by looking at uh, verses 16 through 25. Galatians 5, 16 through 25. Hallelujah. Boy, the presence of God is awesome, isn't it? Wow. This, this is what church needs to be. This is what a local ch- fellowship needs to be like, amen? amen. The gifts and give it just... just Taking our time, letting the Holy Spirit move, right? Sometimes people need a little prompting. Hey, come on, come on, flow in that gift. Come on, we're going to wait a little bit, right? And then all of a sudden that courage rises up in people. I love it. Man, that warms a pastor's heart. I'm telling you right now. Amen. Glory to God. Galatians five sixteen through 25. I say then, walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, right, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are... uh, Someone in here with a prophetic word spoke about the lust of the flesh, didn't they? Yes, (laughs) you're preaching my sermon here, all right? Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, uh, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries,
1: and look at this,
0: underline this, and the like. In other words, this is just a partial list, right? There's more, right? All right. Of which I tell you beforehand... Just as I also told you in times past that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Now, so you're thinking, oh, okay, pastor's just going to talk about the the lust of the flesh and and the fruits of the Spirit, right? Wrong! What I'm doing is I'm going to pull something out of that list and talk about today. So this is a topic that really isn't taught about or preached about much from the pulpit these days, all right, around in the body of Christ. Haven't really heard uh, many messages on it. It has many, but this thing has many people in bondage, and there are different aspects. There's many different aspects to this thing. I asked the Holy Spirit, I'm like, are you sure you want me to preach this? Are you, uh, this is it, right? I mean, I'm, I'm not feeling, I even tried starting a message on something else, and it just wasn't flowing. And I went back to the, the, the one thing I was, you know, started, and it starts flowing, So that's how you know when the Holy Spirit's moving, right? If there's a flow, it's the Holy Spirit. If there's a hindrance, probably not. You're probably just not feeling a peace about that other thing. Amen? So the Lord said this to me. He said, many of my people are living in bondage and need to be set free from this issue that I want to talk about today. And for us here at Living Waters Chapel and for the body of Christ in general, if we are going to be used in this end-time move of God... We must be set free from everything that the enemy has a hold of in our life. Amen? So now I know why the Holy Spirit wouldn't let me go. Because as Stacy said, this message, she said this last week, it's a piece of the puzzle. This is a piece of the puzzle that the Holy Spirit is is connecting and knitting together that He wants us to get a hold of to be set free from this thing. All right? Today I want to talk about the characteristics of and breaking free from the spirit of witchcraft. Oh, yeah. You don't hear many of those messages, do you? All right. Now, some people are thinking right now, well, I'm not into witchcraft. Oh, no, no, no. The official religion of witchcraft is only one aspect of it. All right. the the This goes much deeper than just the organized religion of witchcraft. In fact, I'm really not talking about that today. All right. Uh, This is so subtle that many times you don't even recognize this spirit of witchcraft at work. Um, You know, I would step out and say that most Christians in the body of Christ, they really don't have a clue. They don't have a clue of the depth of this and how it maybe affects a certain part of your own life. All right. Now. The dictionary defines witchcraft as this, the art or exercise of magical powers or an alluring or a seduction charm or an influence. Now, what I'm talking about in this message is mostly this, that 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 alluring, that seduction or the influence. Say influence. Witchcraft is this. It's simply this: trying to control a person and trying to override their free will and it leads a person into bondage. Have you ever had a controlling person in your life and there they were it was controlling, man, and it brought you into a bondage in your life. I think we all have at some point in our life, right? Now, some of the manifestations or effects of this spirit and operation coming against you in your life, trying to bring you into bondage is this. A lot of times people who are under this, I'm going to call it a spell in their life. There's confusion, lots of confusion in your life. All right. You ever have that? You ever have that where someone is is trying to control you? And I'll tell you where it happens a lot in abusive relationships. People who are in abusive relationships being controlled, a lot of times the person that's being controlled, there's a confusion on them. I've had some people that I've ministered to before who are in in an abusive relationship, and there's so much control. They said, "I, I, I can't even go to the grocery store. I can't even walk in there without feeling like I need that person by me. I I, I have a confusion. All of a sudden, a confusion hits me. I can't do anything on my own. Are you following me? I'm telling you right now, this is a piece of the puzzle that needs to be broke free before this end time move of God in the body of Christ as a whole for us to flow. Amen? Amen? There's a confusion. Here's another one. A tormenting fear a tormenting anxiety, obsessive compulsive disorders, addictions of any kind. Oh yeah. Addictions. If there's an addiction of any kind, you better believe there's a spirit of witchcraft controlling your life. Suicidal thoughts or tendencies, depression, oppression, someone cutting themselves. You ever? Uh, this is very big amongst the teenagers uh, who are you know, in bondage emotionally. Someone cutting themselves. They feel like they don't have control of their life, and they have these tendencies to cut themselves. You better believe there's a spirit of witchcraft behind that. And anything else in your life that you feel that's out of control in your life. The spirit of witchcraft is all about control. Say control. There are some here, some listening online right now that have had abusive parents that word curse them and they, that has had control over them their whole life. Now, parents, let me just throw this out to you. All right. If you are word cursing your children, you want to hear something? Every time I've said this on the road when I would minister, the parents would hear this and think, oh my goodness, it's like a wake up call. Parents, listen to this. If you are word cursing your children, you're not going to do anything in life. You're no good. You're not going to be, you know, any kind of word curse. You are no different than a person in witchcraft casting a spell over someone. Are you following me? This is deep stuff right here because that's how spells are cast in witchcraft. Spoken words. Words have power. Words are carriers of power. Words are spiritual and they carry power. Either the power of God or the power of the enemy. So parents or anybody, anybody word cursing anybody, you're no different if you're doing that. No different than those in witchcraft, the religion of witchcraft, Casting spells on people. You need to stop and you need to repent of it. Amen? Any person that is not submitted to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, listen to this an unbeliever, an atheist, listen, even those that are caught up in dead religion, all right? They are operating in the spirit of witchcraft. They're operating in witchcraft in one form or another and they don't even know it. Why? Because they are trying to control everything by fleshly means. Are you following me? Here's the deal. One Bible teacher said it this way. Apart from Christianity, witchcraft is the universal religion of fallen and sinful mankind. Why? Because they want to control everything. What's Christianity? Giving place and yielding to the Holy Spirit to have His way. But, but if you're not letting the Holy Spirit have its way, who is having their way? Your flesh. You're trying to control everything. That's witchcraft. Oh my. I'm telling you right now. So this, this goes a lot deeper and it, it, it's, it is infected, <laughs> let's call it, it is infected probably every person on the face of this earth in one time or another. Amen. It's holding the Holy Spirit back. That's why even those, we know the unbelievers and atheists, we know they're doing their own thing, right? That's a given. But even those in dead religion, those that are, listen, holding the Holy Spirit back from moving. All right? They're holding the Holy Spirit back. And friend, that's operating in witchcraft. God created, listen to this, God created every human being with a free will. And here's the deal. You ready for this? God doesn't even override your free will. Even God himself respects your free will. Oh my. He honors our free will. But you got to know there's a consequence with every decision that you make in your life. He'll honor your free will. And how do we know that? Well, no, God will do whatever He wants to do any old time He wants. You want, I, I can give you one example that proves that wrong. People who commit suicide. Are you following me? They take things in their own hands. Right? God, hey, even God let their free will say free will. Free will is so important. That's why we need to take our free will and connect it to the Holy Spirit. Even the Holy Spirit Himself does not control us. Think about that. Yet we have people on this earth and and in relationships that try to control us when even God, our Creator, won't even control you. Come on, somebody. Someone needs to break free from the spirit of witchcraft today. Amen? Amen? We have the option to obey or disobey our Heavenly Father. All right? I mean, He he commands us to obey, but still, He has to give the command and we still need to obey by our own free will. See, here's why. If we are controlled or forced, it's not true love. Are you following me? Come on, those in relationships, those in marriages... If you have to control someone to love you, it's not true love. It's a spirit of witchcraft operating. Are you hearing me, somebody? Come on. Ooh, man. Oh, my, my, my. Pastor's doing a little count, marriage counseling too. Why is that it, huh? Wow. So the Word of God refers to witchcraft as a work of the flesh. Did you notice that in Galatians 5? It says that witchcraft is a work of the flesh. Now, it's a work of the flesh because of this. It, it seeks to gain control, which is totally contrary to the Holy Spirit, like I said. And I want you to understand, all the works of the flesh, everything named and the such like of the works of the flesh, opens a person up to demonic spirits. Now, why do I say that? Why do I got to say that? Because a lot of times people want to push off the demon problem with, oh, that's just the flesh. Right, Like they separate the flesh from a demon spirit. But listen, the flesh sinful desires operate with demons. That's how demons get into a life. So a lot of times people will say, well, that's just the flesh. Just to say, well, I don't have a demon operating in my life. Are you following me? All right. So no, <laughs> the demons operate through the sinful nature, through the flesh. Okay, so we got we to gotta throw that out there. Um, so this is the subtleness of the spirit of witchcraft. Not only does it have a hold on those that willingly operate in it, but it also affects those who it's operated against. All right? You fought like a, an abusive relationship is what I'm talking about. Now, here's the deal. You know that saying that says, knowing is half the battle? Well, knowing is actually more than half of the battle. Knowing and and recognizing when this is operating in your life is the battle. Because a lot of people, this is operating against them and they have no clue. They get sucked in like a vacuum into this spirit of confusion, this control. Are you following me? Because witchcraft is trying to gain control over people that... That spirit of witchcraft attacks the thought life. So if, if, this, if witchcraft is about controlling people, then here's the deal. The spirit of witchcraft will, have, will affect your thought life. It's all in the thought life. The battlefield is in the soul. Our mind, will, and emotions. Are you doing okay this morning? Now let's dig a little deeper into this topic. Don't you love when I say that? Let's dig a little deeper into the topic and let's give some practical examples of this spirit at work. Now, the spirit of witchcraft seeks to control a person in four ways, if you're taking notes. Here, four ways. Number one, the spirit of witchcraft will try to dominate a person through deception. Number one, deception. Number two, through manipulation. Number three, through intimidation. And then the final goal of the spirit of witchcraft the final step that it's, that it's all working toward is domination. Deception, manipulation, intimidation, and domination. The ultimate goal of witchcraft is to dominate every area of your life. So let's start off by talking about the deception aspect of the spirit of witchcraft. Witchcraft are trying to gain, gain control of an individual. It's nothing new. Guess where it started? Way back in the Garden of Eden. Go to Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3. We're talking about the first step. There's got to be some level of deception for this spirit to operate in your life. For it to have any power, any control over you, there has to be a deception at work. Uh, Genesis chapter 3 verses 1 through 4. We all know it. Now, I want to read it again because we can never read the Word of God too much. Amen. Now, the spirit was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit... Of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. The serpent. Here it is. Here's the deception. This witchcraft being performed on Adam and Eve. Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. You will not surely die. All right, and then he goes a little deeper. But Satan will always put a question mark where there needs to be a period or an exclamation mark. He's always there. Listen, Satan and demon spirits, they will always operate through deception. There is not one thing they're going to do that doesn't flow through deception first. All right. Satan was trying to gain control of the earth through deceiving Adam and Eve into the garden and they took the bait. Notice deception. So even deception needs our free will to connect and believe it for it to take effect. Are you following me? Even deception. The devil can't force you to do anything. He can try to deceive you into it. The spiritual downfall of Adam and Eve, took place in their thought life and they willingly, by their own free will, gave control to the enemy. Every spiritual downfall, every victory, whatever it is, first begins right up here in the thought life. That's why the Bible says, renew your mind with the Word of God. It must be renewed with the Word of God. And then as we renew our mind, as we read the Word of God, you know how they spot fake checks? They study the real ones. They don't study the fake ones. Are you hearing me, somebody? They study every little aspect of these real things. As you get into the Word, you're studying the real thing. When something false comes to you, your discernment goes, that ain't right. That isn't right. Are you following me? Whoo! Glory. So their, their downfall took place in their thought life. The Word of God says that the enemy comes as an angel of light to deceive. The only way for the enemy to control you is for you to surrender your own control. And that goes with an individual too. You have to give control. You know, it's like, it's like Putin. It's like all these evil leaders, in, in, even the evil leaders in our country. The only power they have is what we give them. If nobody followed their orders, they wouldn't be anything. Those that are in relationships where you're being controlled and all that, stop following the rules. Are you following me, somebody? Amen. Stop giving into it. Take charge of your life. Amen? Amen? The reason witchcraft is listed as a work of the flesh and not the work of the devil is because it takes our free will. It's our responsibility. Say this. Say, it's my responsibility. See, you can't blame it on the devil. The devil's going to do everything he can, right? But it still takes you surrendering to the devil. It takes you surrendering to an evil leader. Are you hearing me, somebody? That's why witchcraft is classified as a work of the flesh and not a work of the devil. Another form of deception of the spirit of witchcraft, i got to touch on this briefly, is the spirit of witchcraft is the occult and drugs. Of the occult and drugs. They promise you a better life, but they invite instruction and heartache into your life. Are you following me? Psychics. Fortune tellers, horoscopes, uh, tarot cards, Ouija boards, seances. They all promise you to tell you the future, right? They all promise you you'll talk to your loved one that passed away, right? They'll promise you information, right? All of of those things open a person up to demonic control in their life. Any involvement in the occult is like signing a contract... For the devil in the spirit realm, Satan has a counterfeit for everything that the kingdom of God has. The devil doesn 't create anything. See you see the counterfeit is like the words of knowledge, words of wisdom right in, in god 's kingdom, and then Satan has psychics, horoscopes and, and, and the things in and, and even the occult it 's all tied to witchcraft. why because it 's about control apart from the Holy Spirit, apart from Jesus Christ. I'm going to do it my way. Are you hearing me? As Christians, our source of information is from the Holy Spirit. All of these occult things are pleasing or a seduction to our fleshly nature. Anything that 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 tickles your fleshly nature, it's not from God. All right? Trying to seek everything else, every other way, than through a relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, by the way, you're not talking to your dead loved one, okay? The Bible calls this necromancy. It's forbidden in the Word. You're communicating with demons. A demon known as a familiar spirit. What it is, it's a, it's a demonic spirit that masquerades as the loved one. Loved one. The Bible forbids it. It's a spirit. Listen to this. It's a demonic spirit that's been assigned to your family line for ages. And it knows facts about you. It knows facts about family members. Hence, it's familiar with your family line. Hence, a familiar spirit. That family member is either in heaven or he's in hell or he or she, right? It's a demonic spirit that's masquerading. So let it go. Release it. Amen. If you've ever been involved with witchcraft through the occult in any way, you need to go through deliverance and be set free from the spirits because you gave them what we call in deliverance ministry. You gave them a legal right to attack your life. In fact, if you're having issues today, emotionally, physically, whatever it is, it could. if you were involved with the occult in some way, it could be very well linked to that you've given place to the enemy back then. Now let's briefly talk about drugs. Pharmacia, the Bible calls it. Drugs are a form of witchcraft. They, it opens a person up to demons. It, again, it seeks a way of relief or assistance from anything other than God in your life. Many times, uh, many use it, um, you know, to numb emotional or physical pain, right? Drugs, drugs, I'm talking about, the illicit drugs. Most people, listen to this, in the religion of witchcraft and the occult, in in their seances, in their rituals, in their potions, in their spells, guess what they use? Drugs. Drugs. Those drugs open them up to the spirit realm in a bad way. Are you following me? Drugs are are a deception because they promise you a good time and and it promises you to take away your pain. But the deception is this, that it controls your life and an addiction starts. Anything that causes an addiction, it's not from the Lord. Are you hearing me? And the emotional pain will come back. What do you hear when people do drugs, right? Heroin, cocaine, marijuana, right? What happens? They go deeper in a pit. They feel that guilt. They feel that condemnation, right? They feel in bondage. It's a spirit of witchcraft at work. Now, let me touch on this. Some people have questions about this. Alcohol is no better. Come on somebody. Every drink of alcohol, I listen to this. Every drink of alcohol kills cells in your body and it's toxic to your organs. Are you following me? People who drink too much, right? What happens? Their liver, they end up uh, some of them get cirrhosis of the liver. Now tell me, how can that be the will of God? It's poison. Say poison. All right? So you know, I mean, I remember Rodney Howard Brown once, he, he gave a testimony. Back when he was first a Christian, uh, he went into a store. He, he, you know, obviously before he had some kind of, I think it was an alcoholic drink, but it, was, it wasn't like a hard liquor. But he went into a store, this was a long time before, you know. When he first got saved. And he went into this store and he opened up the refrigerator and he went in to grab this alcoholic drink. And the Holy Spirit said this to him It's either me or that. You cannot have both. Wow. Think about that. Amen. Either you get drunk on the Holy Ghost or you get drunk on alcohol. Pick one. Pick one. Amen. See. it's it's like Satan puts one hand out with false promises. Here, this is going to numb your pain. This is going to make you feel better. And then with the other hand, he has a knife and he's trying to steal, kill and destroy. Are you hearing me? Anytime the enemy tries to make a promise in your life, you better know there's evil attached to it. All right. Come on. This is good (laughs) preaching here. Now, the spirit of witchcraft tries to make poi- the poison of sin look attractive and innocent. So, being that one aspect of witchcraft is deception. When the spirit of, that spirit of witchcraft is active in a person's life, it causes confusion. Alright? Deception, confusion. They're twins. Now, go to Galatians 3. Galatians chapter 3. Friends, we're in the last days. We better tighten our belt of truth up. Come on, somebody. We better make sure our spiritual armor is on. Come on. This is too close. Jesus is coming back soon. All right, Galatians 3, 1 through 3. Oh, foolish Galatians, who has, underlined it, bewitched you? that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified. This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Are you so foolish having begun in the Spirit and are now being made perfect by the flesh? I find it very interesting that in this warning from the Holy Spirit to us as well, that he uses the word bewitched. In other words, deception. In other words, a spell. Who has set a spell over you? Who has fed you with this poison of deception that you drank it, that you took hold of it? Are you following me? The Apostle Paul was addressing Christians in Galatia that have been bewitched, deceived, or put under a spell by false teachers, trying to pull them back into the law, back into the works mentality, trying to pull them into, come on, dead religion. (sighs) Wow. Be careful what you allow into your ear gates dead religion is a form of witchcraft because it pulls you away from a personal relationship with Christ. It pulls you away from a relationship into a fleshly works mentality. Oh, but I'm good. I did this. I did that. I did What about your relationship with Christ? Amen. So beware of Bible teachers that are caught up in dead religion. It will bewitch you. It will deceive you away from the truth of God's Word. Those that tell you that God doesn't heal today, the power of God don't move today. Miracle signs and wonders don't move today. You're just stuck where you're at. Your circumstances are are junk. They're dung. They're crap. Right? You're just stuck in there. God can't do anything for you. That's a false teacher. That's dead religion. Now, let's talk about the next function of the spirit of witchcraft. Let's move into manipulation. Manipulation. Remember, the main goal of the spirit of witchcraft is control. And obviously, because it's trying to gain control, manipulation is going to be a part of its strategy. Manipulation is doing, listen, it's doing or saying something just to get its way or to control you. It has the wrong, it has wrong and impure motives. Say motives. Manipulation is all about motives. Now, come on, how many of you know we've all tried to manipulate people or situations in the past, right? So, I mean, I'm preaching, I'm not just preaching to the choir. I'm preaching to all of us and myself in here and everybody listening online. Amen? So, Anybody that has tried to manipulate you in your life is operating in witchcraft, all right? It's a work of the flesh, remember, okay? It's trying to gain control. You cannot talk about the spirit of witchcraft without talking about one character in the Word of God, Jezebel, all right? Let's talk about her. We know that from the Word of God that Jezebel was a control freak. She was extremely evil, right? Right? She definitely operated in a spirit of witchcraft. In fact, well, you know, a lot of times we call a spirit of Jezebel. It's really a spirit of witchcraft. Okay. All right. So you got to know that she controlled. Uh, she tried to control King Ahab, which was her husband. Why? Because she wanted that influence. Now, l- 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 I do got to tell you this. This is not picking on women, by the way. A spirit of witchcraft, a spirit of Jezebel, it operates through women and it operates through a man. So this is not picking on one gender. It just so happens uh, the spirit that was operating through uh, this individual, she happened to be a woman and her name was Jezebel, right? All right, so I just got to make that clear. It operates through male or female. It don't care. It just wants control, right? So the spirit of witchcraft hates authority, especially God-given authority. The Holy Spirit gives us some more information about the function of this demon that operated through her. Very interesting. Go to Revelation with me right at the end there. Revelation chapter 2. Revelation chapter two. I just want to pull just a couple of points out here of how this spirit tries to operate to gain control, to gain influence, and what's the purpose of her or it doing that? Because a, a demon spirit's not a male or female. A demonic spirit is neutral. Amen. Revelation two, verses eighteen through twenty-three. And Jesus said these words, because it's in red here. And to the angel of the church of Thyatira, right? These things, says the Son of God, who has eyes like a flame of fire and his feet like fine brass. I know your works, love, service, faith, and your patience. And as for your works, the last are more than the first. Wow, Thyatira doing some great things out there, right? Nevertheless, and those who commit adultery with her into great tribulation, unless, say unless, they repent of their deeds. See, God always makes a way out, doesn't He? Verse 23, I will kill her children with death, and all the churches shall know that I am He who searches the minds and hearts, and I will give to each one of you according to your works. Now, I don't know about you, but the last time I checked, Revelation's in the New Testament right? That's pretty tough stuff. God. Wow. Right. Woo. My goodness. Now here's the deal. According to the word of God, the church in Thyatira was giving place to, to false prophets. All right. And God called these, these false prophets Jezebel. All right. So this spirit, look at this, will mask itself as religious, Uh, in an individual and, and this individual without, uh, you know, a lot of times they, they come into maybe a fellowship or a local church and you don't know one thing about it. And here they're starting to fling, I'm a, I'm a prophet. I'm an apostle. I'm this. I'm that. Well, we'll know that as we get to know you. What, we'll, we'll get to know that as we start to see the fruit of your life. Okay, yeah. So that's why pastors and leaders in the body of Christ aren't impressed by self proclaimed people who give themselves their own titles. Are you following me, somebody? All right. That's that's where we have to really be careful, and, and as a pastor, and me personally, that's where I gotta protect my people. Are you hearing me? We gotta protect our people from the wolves. Amen. And they'll try to come in sheep's clothing. Come on. So this person, under the influence of a demonic spirit, would teach falsely, would seduce or manipulate leaders in the church to commit sexual immorality and to to eat things sacrificed to idols. Now, a spirit of witchcraft will will always try to do this. So there's, there's two ways that a spirit of witchcraft will try to operate within a local church, okay? There's two ways. Number one, someone will come in and they will just start attacking church leadership immediately, okay? But here's what I found out in talking to other pastors where things have happened. Here's usually what happens. Someone comes into a local church, right? And so they get amongst the people and they try to sow division. They try to sow discord. So they try to destroy a local church from the ground up. Why? They try to come in. They try to get influence to destroy. Are you following me? That's their goal. They want to destroy. That's the whole point of control. That's the whole point of of the manipulation. They are trying to destroy the kingdom of God in a local congregation and wherever, in a ministry, whatever, right? Um, So... The body of Christ needs to be praying constantly for discernment. One of the greatest needs in the body of Christ is praying for discernment of this spirit operating in our churches. Amen? Now, listen to me. I'm going to tell you something deep right now, just so you guys can have your spiritual antenna up, all right? Did you know that covens in people who are in the the religion of witchcraft, who operate in it, people that are in covens, which is their local congregation... They come in to local churches intentionally to sow discord and try to cast spells and all these other things to bring chaos, to destroy local churches. Friends, everyone that walks through the door is not here for good purposes. So now that doesn't mean we don't show love. You know what? Jesus said you even love your enemy. Are you following me? So as pastor, I'm telling you this. I don't care if someone walks through that door and you have that feeling. You love on them. Are you following me? You love on them and get to your seat and start praying. Are you following me? But you love them. See? All right? We, 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 we need to walk in love. He said, you know, so, so we are going to get some individuals who come in. And it's nothing more than an assignment, a demonic assignment. See, this message, man, how many, how many times have you heard this from the pulpit in other churches? or on, Have you ever? I mean, this is where we need, to, huh? Never. See, we need to be alert of this. That's why we are a praying church. And by the way, this usually happens where churches are on the move where there's, they're getting ready for breakthrough. I mean, there's some big things happening and a demon sends a person in to try to stop what's happening. All, all other dead churches that aren't doing anything, uh, devil already has them. Are you hearing me? It's the ones where the Holy Spirit's moving, where he wants to stop it. Now, this is why you don't just throw someone in a leadership position uh, in a church just to fill a void. Are you following me? You don't do it. You you seek and pray for the person God has for for that leadership position. Um, I'll be honest. I mean, as a pastor, I would rather have have a void in something like like a, a youth pastor or an associate pastor. I'd rather have a void there for years than put the wrong person in. Come on, somebody, because you get the wrong person behind here. You get the wrong person. It does damage to a church. It does damage to people personally. We can't let it happen. We love, but we protect each other. Come on, somebody. That's why we don't just throw people because they're in a leadership position. I'm talking about leadership because of a void. We can't do it. Let the void happen for a while. Rather have that. Amen? Amen? Pastor James will fill in the blanks until that. Uh, all right. So, um, so, like I said, I, I did mention to you that the spirit of uh, witchcraft can operate through a man or a woman. It doesn't matter. Um, it, it's just all about control. It, it's all about pushing a fleshly and re- rebellious agenda. And it's interesting that 1 Samuel fifteen twenty three says this, that rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Isn't that interesting? Rebelling from the will of God. So one of the main uh, ways that a spirit of witchcraft will operate is trying to manipulate, as we found out here in Revelation, a spirit of witchcraft will try to operate through sexual seduction. Sexual seduction. Now, this is where, I mean, this just doesn't happen in churches. This happens at a workplace. Are you following me? Everywhere. You've got to be alert of this thing and you've got to put it out right away. Don't give any thought in your mind. You don't. Someone. At, I'm just going to use the practical sense. Someone at a workplace, right? Someone starts hitting on you at work, you better put that thing out quick. Don't give thoughts in your mind about it anymore. Don't, be, don't use your imagination on that thing because you use your imagination and it starts taking off. Man, you're on a horse, you're not going to be able to stop. Are you following me? I'm telling you right now, you need to be... A, and, and, and just know this, we spend more time at our workplace than we do at home. Are you following me? Most affairs and all that happen on the job. Guys, this is where the enemy has come in and trying to destroy marriages, trying to destroy family, all right? We have to be uh, alert of all this, Amen. So here's what so so uh, the spirit of witchcraft will use sexual seduction. Now, pornography is saturated with witchcraft. There is a spirit of witchcraft on pornography, I said. I know that's not talked about from pulpits either, but it needs to be said because there's a huge percentage of Christians involved in pornography. And it's evil. It's a spirit of witchcraft. It destroys marriages and it destroys families. Amen? It's manipulation through seduction. Oh, that's not hurting our marriage. It's, 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 it's good for our marriage to watch this together. That is a lie from the pits of hell. That is an absolute lie. It is destroying that marriage. I promise you. And I can say that with a promise because it is not the will of God. Therefore, it's destroying it. And it's just a matter of time. You're into pornography. It's just a matter of time until your, your, your guards and walls are down that you're going to start giving in to adultery. In fact, Jesus said this. He said, it's possible for you to commit adultery in your heart and not even do the physical act. Right up here, baby. Right up here in your thought life. You can have sex with a person right up here in your thought life. And Jesus said, you committed adultery. Come on, pastors, telling the truth this morning. This is some. This is some. This is getting down to the nitty gritty. Come on. That's why we got so many people in this stuff because no one's talking about it behind a pulpit. Spirit of porno, The spirit of pornography and witchcraft are connected because it's all about control. Manipulation will always appeal to your fleshly desires. Be aware of it, be alert, and resist that thing in the name of Jesus. Now, we're moving on, almost done. Now let's talk about another function of the spirit of witchcraft, intimidation. That's a a big one where people try to control you, intimidation. The definition of intimidation is this, to frighten someone into doing what you want them to do. Again, control. It's all about fear, intimidation. A person that has been under the spell of witchcraft through intimidation will have a problem with fear in their life. They'll have anxiety in their life. The spirit of fear and the spirit of witchcraft are twins. They're cousins. Where you find one, you usually find the other at work as well. Elijah had a showdown with false prophets on Mount Carmel. And God showed up in a powerful, miraculous way, right? And then something very interesting happens. Go with me to 1 Kings chapter 19. 1 Kings chapter 19. Hallelujah. Don't lose me here. I'm almost done. Don't lose me here. This is powerful stuff. This is powerful stuff. Mm. Come on. God said, be holy, for I am holy. God would not ask us to do something. God would not require us to do something that we're not able to do. But here's the catch. You need to do it through the Holy Spirit, not your flesh. That's why, that's why Paul said, who brought you into bondage? Who bewitched you, bringing you back into the law of works? It's the law of faith that works. Come on. And that, that changes your whole life. That changes your heart then you start living holy for God. Amen? 1 Kings 19. 1 Kings 19, 1 through 4. And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done. He killed these false prophets. God showed up in a mighty way. Man, victorious, right? Well, Elijah's on cloud nine here and also how he had executed all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah, saying, So let the gods do to me, and more also, if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. And when he, Elijah, saw that, he arose and ran for his life and went to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. Look at this, verse 4. Wow. Look what the spirit of witchcraft can do to a person. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree. And he prayed that he might die and said, It is enough. Now, Lord, take my life, for I am no better than my father's. Mighty Elijah! Miracles, signs, and wonders! Changing the weather for three years. Jezebel didn't even personally talk to him. It was a message through someone else. That's the power of the spirit of witchcraft on words. <laughs> this mighty man of God, prophet of God, that walked in miracle signs and wonders, he heard it and he ran away in fear. Even to the point, I can't believe this, even to the point of praying that he would die. When the spirit of witchcraft is attached to a person, the words are also sent with the spirit of fear attached to it. Jesus, just as our words as Christians can be anointed and carried by the power of the Holy Spirit, with the anointing of the Holy Spirit, a person under the influence of, of a demon of witchcraft carries that evil power with their words. Words are containers. There are some in here, some listening online to this message that you're living in tormenting fear. It might be something that someone said to you or it's, it's the spirit of witchcraft of fear just simply whispering in your ear constantly. Maybe you gave place to a spirit of witchcraft in the past. But either way, you're in bondage in your emotions, in your thought life. Now, I know, I know some husbands and wives, all right, as I minister deliverance and pastor no one here, but outside of here, but I know some husbands and wives that forbid their spouse to see their mom or a parent that forbid them that say this, if you go see them, I'm divorcing you and I'm taking the kids, witchcraft control. Are you hearing me somebody? And there's no good reason other than the husband or the wife is jealous about that parent. Are you following me? This is pure evil. It's witchcraft at work. Now, I used uh, used to work for a company where there was this one boss. Listen to this. There was this one boss that had... Man... If, if this dude didn't have a spirit of witchcraft and control on him, no one has. He would come into this office. People would be at work uh, in the office and working, doing great, and, and talking, laughing, having fun. And this person would walk in and would come in and everyone would get silent. I mean, it's like we're in boot camp. Just silent. And they would get fearful. Fearful. And they in that person would ask someone a question, and it was like you're talking to a drill instructor. They would start stuttering. Are you following me? It was torment. It was like all the oxygen in the room was sucked out when this person walked in the room. Man, everyone was intimidated and fearful of him. <laughs> And just the whole atmosphere shifted. Have you ever had that before? You ever you ever ran into someone that kind of has that? He would be in his he would even be in his other office, and he would call our office. Someone would pick up the phone, and he would ask a question, and they and they would just stutter on the phone. They couldn't even give the answer to him because they're they're afraid of him. This is not normal, people. This is not normal. He was extremely rude and would yell at people. He would make them cry. He would yell at them, disrespect them in front of a whole room. Evil. Just evil. Just demonic. Now listen to me. If anyone listening to this message, if you're a boss like that, you need to repent and get free from the spirit of witchcraft. That is uncalled for. That kind of controlling atmosphere at a workplace or anywhere for that matter, it's pure bondage and evil and you shouldn't be doing it. I know people people uh, who, who would call me their friend. I've heard some people tell me, man, that person, he's a real jerk at work. I'm like, what, that person is? Oh, yeah, he'll come and he'll just start bawling a person out right there and make someone cry. Respect lost. Are you following me? There is no reason for that to happen. We are all adults. Amen? Amen. Come on, somebody. Now, have you ever heard of Stockholm Syndrome? Stockholm Syndrome. This is basically a psychiatric and worldly term for witchcraft and the effects of it on a person. Listen to this, guys. This is crazy. It's defined as this, as feelings of trust or affection felt in many cases of kidnapping or hostage taking by a victim toward a captor. Someone affected by intimidation from another person. Here's what happens. Someone that's being t- intimidated by a person may be abused by someone, right? That person st- does one thing nice for them. And the person who's being abused gets sucked right back into them. Oh, thank you so much for doing that nice thing. While the person's abusing them, guys, listen—it happens all the time. I see it all the time. People that are in abusive relationships, okay? That someone they're either being emotionally or physically abused, and this, this, the either the husband or the wife—they're like, man, I, I can't handle this abuse anymore. It's horrible, constant abuse, right? And then the person does one nice thing. And this person's all set, almost ready to leave and get out of the house, get away from this physical abuse, get away from this thing, right? And then the person, oh, honey, please, I love you so much. Don't leave. You're my everything. The, the person goes right back and stays in that abusive relationship and never breaks free. That Stockholm Syndrome. I'll tell you what, you want to you hear a, a real practical application of Stockholm Syndrome? Our government practices it. Our government practices it. Okay, we're going to close down the economy. We're going to shut your life down. You've got to wear a mask everywhere you go. Come on, somebody. And then all of a sudden, they do one nice thing for you. And it's like, oh, oh thank you so much, Governor Whitmer. Thank you so much. Give me a break. And then, and then you, you're like, oh, she's not so bad. Ball. She's got witchcraft all over her, too. And a lot of these leaders of this country. Are you hearing me, somebody? The government practices this stuff. It's, it's, it's the same concept they do at boot camp. The drill instructor te- treats you like crap the whole time. And then he does one nice thing, and then you're just you're drawn to him like a little puppy dog. Are you following me? That's what happens and it happens all the time in marriages it happens all the time in abusive relationships you ever seen someone do that like why isn't this person leaving this person why are they staying in this bondage all you got to do the jail cells open all you got to do is walk out come on stockholm syndrome or hence the spirit of witchcraft wow mm. Come on. What's really happening when this happens is that an evil, we call it this in deliverance ministry, an evil or ungodly soul tie is created with an abuser. That person is literally, you could literally say this, that person is under a spell in their thought life of witchcraft. It happens all the time. It's an an invisible leash in the spirit realm. It's a demonic leash. It's a demonic soul tie. Soul ties need to be broken. It's a negative cycle. It's witchcraft. It's control. It's manipulation. It's intimidation. It's deception. And eventually it leads to domination. And unfortunately, men or women, they stay with these individuals. Some of them get murdered by that person, by that abuser. I was just watching a uh, a show. Remember the comedian Phil Hartman? You remember him? Phil Hartman. Okay. Man, hilarious guy, you know, right? I mean, wow. Well, he was married to a woman that was abusing him. And she was in drugs. She was abusing drugs and abusing him. And she was over-the-top jealous. I mean, over-the-top. Well... He had signs. He was with her for, I don't know, what was it, 10 years or so? I don't know, a long time. And he wouldn't break free from her. Well, guess what she did one night? She went into the bedroom and shot him in his bed, killed him. Don't stay in these relationships. It's not worth it. Are you hearing me, somebody? Get away from it. Yeah. Well, you know, he didn't commit adultery, so I can't leave. Get out of there. Truth be known, I guarantee this. Jesus said he you can commit adultery in your thought life. I guarantee you that pig committed adultery in his thought life. There, there's your 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 green tag. Get out of there. Are you following me? Get out of there. You don't stay in an abusive relationship. Get out of there. That's Pastor James telling you this right now. Get out of there. Nobody deserves to be controlled by anybody. You are your own free person. Two flesh becoming one in unity, not domination. Are you hearing me? The last main function of the spirit of witchcraft, the final objective, and I'm done, is domination. It does all of those other things to bring you to a place of domination to destroy your life kill, steal and destroy. It stops you from functioning. It wants to stop you from functioning in your life. The ultimate goal, it wants to stop you from functioning in the gifts, in the calling and purpose of God on your life. You don't have to stay you don't have to stay in these things. You need to break free. You can be set free from this spirit of witchcraft and all the bondage that you've given place to, the name of Jesus Christ, the blood of Jesus Christ, the Word of the living God, the Holy Spirit, are stronger than anything the enemy will throw at you in this life. Amen? Amen. Let's stand up in this place. I want to, real quick, as I end, I want to lead us through a renunciation right now. And I want you to just repeat this after me. Say, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I renounce... The spirit of witchcraft, the spirit of control, the spirit of fear, I renounce every word curse that has been spoken over me. I renounce it now in Jesus name. I command all confusion to leave me. I renounce and destroy every evil and ungodly soul tie, every demonic soul tie I sever it off of me now I will not be controlled I will yield to the Holy Spirit devil you have no control over me no person will control me in the name of Jesus give the Lord a hand this morning hallelujah Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, Father God, thank you for what you have done today. Lord, I just pray the blood of Jesus over every person in this place, over every person listening to the message right now on the Internet. Lord God, I pray right now that your blood would be all over them, that you would encamp them with your holy angels and holy ministering spirits. That, Lord God, any area of their life where there's control by a spirit, demonic spirit, by an individual that's, that's not right, Lord God, you would set them free and that your plan, your purpose would be done in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory. Now, before you go, I just want to let you know, Tuesday night, 7 p.m. is our uh, prayer call. It's been amazing. The gifts of the Spirit are flowing and rolling. Oh, it's amazing. So join us there. Go to the website. You can get the uh, phone number or... Contact me or anybody else in the church can find it for you. Also, prayer here Wednesday from 7 to 8, always a great time. Also, uh, Jane, lift your hand up. Jane Reed over there, I've known you for a good, what, 10, 12 years probably. Um, She has um, a uh, petition for election security, right? In integrity. Yep, and and you need, what, seven more... uh, signatures basically secure my vote vote. so if you are willing to sign that um, and she needs people who are Tuscola residents so go see Jane go introduce yourself she's a great woman of God she's a member of the church here amen so and and sign that let's get this ship turned around in this country Amen? amen have a blessed week contact me if you need me I love you all have a Holy Ghost filled week hallelujah thank you Lord